0: or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. We have another great question sent in by one of the people who's been watching and listening, and they said that they had recently had a conversation with a friend that got them thinking about different things, and so they boiled it down to this question. When I die, is it like I'm going to have a long sleep, just have a nice rest for a while, or am I transported straight to the presence of God, like get to be an angel, get to be around His throne? You know, whatever that may mean.
1: You don't get to be an angel. We can wipe that one out real quick. But okay, okay let's <laughs> let's get to it. If you go to Luke sixteen nineteen and following, you got the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Mm. <clears throat> the Bible says that the beggar died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side, to Abraham's bosom. Hmm. And uh, that's a, a figure about a place at the table next to Abraham, idea being that during his life he didn't even get the scraps from the rich man's table, and now he's sitting at the place of honor at the table at the great banquet in the right. sky you know, at eight with Abraham. But he and the rich man who awoke in torment, it says, lifted up his eyes in torment, both seem to be conscious both seem to be aware and both seem to be somewhere immediately after they die hmm. so that that's one thing uh, another thing is that if you go to revelation 6 beginning with verse 9 there he's talking about martyrs who have been killed in a persecution that was going on <clears throat> And the consciousness of those
0: martyrs, read 9 through 11, I think it is. Okay. Uh, When the... When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, Sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed as they had been was completed. All right, so there you see people who were conscious and they were
1: wondering how long this persecution that caused their death was going to keep going on down on the earth. They seemed to be aware mm-hmm. of events there, and they were given a white robe and told to rest for a while longer. So they obviously like the, you know, they're they're with God, and they're they're conscious. If you go over to the seventh chapter of Revelation, okay. in 13 and 14, it talks about those people in the white robes,
0: and one of the Twenty-four elders around the throne of God answers who they are. Go ahead. Uh, Starting in 13, then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? And I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. All right. So uh, are we going to be conscious right after we die? I think we are. I
1: think we'll, if we're God's people, we'll be with God. If we're not, we'll be in torment. Uh, like the rich man. And so uh, think of a
0: follow-up question that that could go with what the person asked. Okay. Well, I'll, I may branch into kind of my own wanderings a little bit. Okay. Uh, but when you read things like this, you know, Revelation, like we talked about way back in one of our other videos, is full of, you know, these symbolic meanings, and these mm-hmm. different tie-ins. <clears throat> Uh, the story that Jesus told was told in the midst of other parables and thoughts. And, you know, so some sometimes not all completely literal. Mm-hmm. And so even with these examples, how much of it is maybe God or the writers and Jesus trying to convey something that would be beyond our understanding to a physical term? In,
1: in other words, are these things to be taken literally? Yes. I, I think they are in this case because in Revelation he... He may um, give you some symbolic stuff like the white robe. What does that mean? Well, it's, you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. But you see that these people throughout the book are alive and conscious after death. And there was a very um, consistent effort in that book to show people that death was not the end, but there was an existence on the other side of death. Right. And uh, so, um, you know, there there are numerous passages about... Um, uh, those that have, have gone on, for example, in First uh, Thessalonians chapter uh, 4, starting with verse 13. Um, we would not have you ignorant brethren concerning those that have fallen asleep. That may be where the person gets the idea of sleep. Maybe. Uh, so that you do not sorrow, even as the rest. But um, this business about being asleep is a biblical way of talking about the temporariness of the state of death that it's not a permanent thing Hmm. if you go to John chapter uh, 4 not John chapter 4 John chapter 11 okay and if you go over here to verse uh, 11 he's talking about Lazarus who has died Mm -hmm. And
0: pick it up there in verse 11 and read 11 through 14 there. Okay. It says, after he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. And his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus, uh, he will get better. Okay. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. And then Thomas... That's good enough. Okay. So
1: he's not speaking of literal sleep. He's talking about the fact that while people thought of death as an irreversible permanent thing, Mm -hmm. uh, he thought of death as a very temporary thing, something from which we're going to be raised up. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus talked about Hades, the gates of Hades. Uh, Hades was the world of the dead, the realm of the dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gates close behind you and you don't come back. But Jesus said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Jesus broke those gates open. Yeah. See, uh, Scripture teaches in, in Luke, oh, by the way, it doesn't say that's a parable at all. Uh, and it teaches in other places that that people in the after death state uh, are conscious, <clears throat> and um, i'm trying to think of of uh, <clears throat> another place or two. Uh, look at uh, John fourteen <clears throat> Jesus is talking to um, the um, uh, disciples around the last supper table about uh, his own going away mm. And if you look at John 14, he says that don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many spacious rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jesus is not going somewhere to go to sleep. He's going to prepare a place for us. And and, uh, it seems to me that Uh, you know, people are with God or they're
0: in torment, one of the other. And I think that's a difficult thing for us to understand and to really wrap our mind around because so much of the rest of the literature, the ideas that we have from other uh, religious organizations, it's not a good and bad. You're in torment, you're in paradise, you know. There's the, the levels, and I'm, I'm not going to be good enough to go directly to God or bad enough like to go to Like purgatory direct. or something. Yeah, there's a middle <laughs> place where I'm still going to have some time to you know, get my ideas weighed out or for nope. people on earth to act, to act uh, on my
1: behalf. Nope. Uh, in fact, um, you know, when, the, when the, um, the thief on the cross, you know, Jesus said, Today you will be with me. Mm-hmm. In paradise, mm-hmm. well, the word paradise means a garden, beautiful place. Yeah, you know, and uh, if you go to the Book of Revelation again, yeah, notice it wasn't someday, way in the resurrection, you'll yeah. be with me in paradise. It was today. You today, be with yeah, me in paradise. Revelation two, about verse seven or so, if I've got the right place. What do we say?
0: It says. Two, seven. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes. I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in paradise of God. All right. So the one who overcomes would be the one who was faithful unto death.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then you can eat the, of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Yeah. Today you will be with me in paradise. Mm. Uh, go to uh, Revelation 22, talking about the tree of life in paradise. Okay. Revelation 22, 1 through 3
0: or so. 22, 1 through 3. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. All right, that's
1: good. So you've got the city, which if you read the context is the new Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. The tree of life is there. But Revelation 2, 7, this says the tree of life is in the paradise of God. So that must be the same as Hmm. the New Jerusalem where people are, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Okay. Now, one other thing there real quick. Turn to 2 Cor. Okay. That's 2 Corinthians. And then I've thought of another follow-up. Chapter
0: 12. 2 Corinthians 12.
1: And we're going to start with... Verse uh, one. Just read there a little bit.
0: Okay, Second Corinthians chapter twelve. I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that a man is not permitted to tell.
1: All right, so now look, he was caught up to the third heaven, he was caught up to paradise. There's a place, and he was taken there. And if you go down to verse 7, you find out that this unnamed man was actually Paul. What does he say there?
0: keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh. <clears throat> All right,
1: so Paul had been trans-
0: transported to
1: paradise to see and hear things. So is this a light at the end of the tunnel sort of story? I, I don't know, but, but paradise is, is where Jesus told the thief he was going to be.
0: Yeah. So the follow-up question that I was thinking of, because I think when people start really thinking about these things... And you're trying to piece together the scriptures that, you know, obviously it talks about this place and this thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then the one that most people remember is eventually there's going to be a resurrection and I'm going to be called up. And so if I'm already somewhere, how am I going to be called up?
1: Well, you're in, you're in a, if I understand it correctly, you are in a disembodied, you're, you're not a body, you're a soul mm-hmm. in these places. You don't have a physical body Okay. until the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that we're going to be given a new body at the resurrection. And we're going to be brought forth to stand before the judgment of God. It's not that we don't know our fate already. It's that God is going to basically tell us and everyone else why hmm. that we're, you know, where we are. And uh, so, you know, we have uh, all of the the people in the tombs. John 5, 28, marvel not at this. For the hour is coming when everyone in a tomb shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good to the resurrection of life, they that have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. And the passages, you know, 2 Corinthians five ten about everybody appearing before the judgment seat of Christ. Revelation 20, I saw a great white throne, and he that sat upon it from whose face earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of the things uh, which were written in the books according to their works. Hmm. So, you know, you've got this consistent thing, Matthew 25, the sheep and the goats, yeah. them on the right hand, them on right. the you know, the judgment day, when Jesus returns again. But so we're we're already, if we die, we're already
0: somewhere. Some, so it's... To paint a picture, would it be fair to say there's almost like a waiting room we're going to go to?
1: Well, I, mean, I don't really know that that's it because if the thief was going to be in paradise and if the tree of life is in yeah. the paradise, I don't see that as a waiting room. I see him enjoying the
0: afterlife. Sure, And then, then he's not he's not in his eternal home. He he's has... not in his eternal state
1: yet. Mm. And if I read uh, Revelation 22, 1 one, and 2 yet this earth has not yet been destroyed at that point yeah. and heaven the, the heavenly paradise has not yet come down out of heaven Revelation 21 okay. verses 1 and 2 and so we don't really have the completion of God's plan
0: yet where heaven and earth are one yeah. place instead of two okay I think that's where it gets really confusing for people. Yep. Myself included, to be honest. I mean, because you're you're saying, you know, you're in a paradise, but you're mm-hmm. not in heaven. You are but, in heaven. But it's, you know, it's not the eternal heaven, it's oh, not the Okay, let me say heaven. it like it's, this, and this will
1: just tweak our, our listeners and they can okay. ask further questions. <laughs> if you die now, you'll go to heaven. In other words, you'll hmm. go to paradise, you'll go to that spiritual place yeah. of God and the angels and all that stuff. The place where Paul was able to see that we have it. that's mm-hmm. where you'll go. But if Jesus comes back yeah. and the dead are raised, you will not go to heaven. You will go to the new Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. You will go to the new heavens and the new earth where it God's realm comes down now and dwells with men. See Second hmm. uh, Peter 3.13 for according to his promise we look for a new heavens and new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness yeah. so if you die now you'll go to heaven but if you wait till resurrection and Jesus comes again then heaven won't exist as a separate realm anymore it will be together with man and it says in Revelation 21 that the dwelling place of God has become with men now
0: Hmm. I have to say there's a lot of that that, even as you read the scriptures and you're looking at it, that's not the language we use. and I've- we don't use that language, which is biblical
1: language, by the way, Isaiah 65:17, yeah. 2 Peter 3:13, Revelation 21:22. It's biblical language, but we don't use it because some false teachers and denominations have taken that biblical language and done things with it which they shouldn't. But that shouldn't make us refuse to use biblical language. You know, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. We're supposed to be back to the Bible, people. Right. And I think it's that's... sort of like being afraid to talk about grace, since some people abuse grace. Grace is a biblical term we need to talk about.
0: It. Absolutely. And so, again, it's a great question. And I remember when I when I pitched it to you, you were like, "Oh, that's a good one." And yeah. it's for a lot of these reasons. It's yeah. It's obviously something that we're all interested in, we're all concerned about, but we're confused about because sure. of all these competing... You
1: know. Well, and, and ask your follow-up questions because we certainly haven't answered everything... Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> in, ...in this particular little little uh, uh, session, um, but uh, ask your follow-up questions and we'll do the best we can to cover each one of those as, as we can.
0: Absolutely. I enjoy these questions as probably as much as some of you who asked them. So there we go. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for this great question. And we look forward to probably following up with some of these in the near future. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.